Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Each week, we bring you the Dewing Grain market report, giving you up-to-date information and insider advice, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues while sampling a beer, Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's market report. Welcome to the market report. What follows is my thoughts or gut instincts of what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decisions to trade is yours. Market report, week commencing 26th of August 2019. It is the anniversary show, everybody. One year ago, we launched the podcast and thought just my mum would listen. And yet there's so many thousand of you loving every minute. Thank you. <laughs> tell, tell everyone else about it, too. So this week, yeah, it's, it, we're fed up. We've been saying that for three weeks now, haven't we? Uh, we, we? We can see the end in sight in the Norfolk area. Um, some parts of the county, especially on the north, north, north Norfolk coast, have struggled with rain every day at the wrong moment, just stopping them and stopping them. They've finally got dry, sunny weather. And I went up that way yesterday and there were combines in every single corner of every field. It's, it's full steam ahead. I think the spring barley is probably knocked down in the last 24 hours. And now people are moving on to their wheat and should clear that up in a, in a short burst. The rest of the county is pretty well done as you go inland. Um, go around to Broadland, there's still the same sort of problems that, that uh, North Norfolk had. But largely it's, uh, it's, it's getting home and we should be, by the end of this week, finished. Um, I apologise to anyone who isn't. Um, let's put that down to either very bad weather or you haven't got enough combining capacity. Please don't be offended. So, the market has been pretty boring. It's gone kind of sideways to slightly down. Malting barley, we were kind of hoping the Scottish crop would fail, and the early reports are that it's the opposite. Um, it's a big crop. It seems to be good condition. It wasn't fit in the wet, in the bad weather. It's come sunny at the right moment, and um, they're coming home with some good quality malting barley. Now, that doesn't bode well for prices, I'm afraid, but don't forget my job as merchant is to talk things down, so I'd like to think you don't actually believe that, but I believe where we're at at the moment is there is a very large amount of malting barley in the UK, and we're going to have to, to you know work quickly and make sure that our, our malting contracts are fulfilled, uh, and there might be a little bit of fussiness um, when it comes to intake here and there. Other things, obviously you'll see rape harvest is finished um, down here. There's, there are rumours of um, the rape that, that finally got cut up north had problems with sprouting. Now, I, I don't know that, and I'm sure the oil companies don't really want to discuss that, but it is definitely a word on the street which which doesn't bode well for usage as, as a as a product for oil so we shall see whether that's true and whether that reduces the stock even further so oil seeds you we can't really talk harvest prices anymore so i think when we get to that um the value of oilseed rate will now start from now on quoting the november value x farm and we'd got up to 340 24 hours or so ago quite happily and then Mr. Macron kind of uh, did his usual camera thing, put his arm around Boris and pretended he was his mate, uh, waiting for him to go home so he could say something horrid later. Uh, but the point is, his little encouragement gave the pound a burst, uh, and that that increase in the pound's value has pushed the value down this morning to about 337x farm for November. 
but still encouraging, still in the right direction, still exactly as we said, the market is going up and, and feels reasonably underpinned. So that's our golden uh, performer. While we're on sort of abstract, non-cereal crops, we'll go on to beans. Um, the early crops coming in look fabulous. We've had lots of farmers telling us they haven't got any brooked beetle damage. Um, well, again, our, our role as um, Dick Turpin is to tell you that, in fact, you have got brooked beetle damage. If you get a sharp knife and cut lots of them in half, you'll find the little chaps asleep inside the bean waiting to burrow out. Um, and that's what's going to happen in the next few weeks. So there are significant brooked issues so human consumption beans i think will be a very good price feed beans on the other hand suddenly hasn't got any friends we've been trying to sell some this morning and everybody's ran to the hills and says oh no we don't need any thank you very much so that price is tough to kind of determine it was over 200 pounds a ton it's certainly below that now so i'll take a wild guess and say feed beans 190 that's not great, is it? So moving on to what should we do next? Let's do malting barley, shall we? Well, we've mentioned the size of the Scottish crop and, and the northern crops seem to have come home in good nick. Yeah, I, I see top quality malting barley. If you need movement immediately, being no, worth no more than £130 a tonne. I think that uh, if you can hold on to it, then yes, there'll be some better premiums than that. You've got to put it somewhere nice and safe uh, and and then look for markets, Octec, Jan, March, and there should be a premium for keeping it. But it, it, there is a lot of barley out there and I, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about prices at the moment. The good thing for Norfolk is our nitrogens are low and even in some areas of, of Suffolk that produce good low nitrogen barley every year they've they've been some higher nitrogens so you know maybe maybe we've got a little bit of, of goodness up here that we've got a, a benefit with because certainly Essex was high nitrogen large slices of Suffolk and, and the rest of the country shouldn't be growing malting barley anyway as we all know um flippant that was uh, so it is a a a buoyant sideways moving at best market wheat I think in this corner we've finished with the real pressure i mean there's obviously the north of the county cutting and we've we've we as a business have kept capacity for everyone who we are committed to to have space to move their stuff at harvest time um maybe not in the store next door to their house anymore because it's it's we've been rammed with all sorts of uh, crazy yields on spring barley but we've got capacity in our honingham and south pickenham and holcomb stores that we've kept back and our attitude is we're going to we're going to keep that until all of the people we know need to move wheat have got that space covered, and then after that we will top the store up. I don't feel particularly um, aggressively de- determined to buy wheat at the moment. There's a lot of competition with boats going out of the country. There's a lot of boats gone out of Ipswich already. Yarmouth are buying. We have an October boat. That's as much to move some of our, our excess November contract early because, you know, after 31st of October, we can't export it. And it's kind of just a logistics management issue. But in the short term, we are very cheap in the world and there are lots and lots of boats sold. So every major company is trying to buy feed wheat X farm. So there are some very competitive and determined prices. And there's nothing more focuses the mind if you've got a boat that is about or is due to sail the next day and you haven't got enough tonnage going on, it costs you an awfully large amount of money in, in a thing called demurrage, which is the price you have to pay the ship owner for not letting the boat sail and make its money at the, at the agreed rate and time. 
Um, so you have to get the tonnage into the boat. It's a cheaper option. So there will be some competition if there's more and more boats sold and farmers aren't particularly in the mind to sell it because they've got other jobs to do. One would hope, as a country, if you could shut your eyes and imagine we all were pulling the same rope, it would be great if everyone really exported as many tonnes as they possibly could as a unit and maybe sold it a bit cheaper than they liked because in the long run it would give the market much less of a surplus and it would give the, the price the opportunity to rise perhaps. But unfortunately people don't think like that. They think, no, I need to be doing my planting rape, I need to be doing something else, um, I'll sell it in November, by which time literally we might not be letting any boats go out of the country, but hey, we, we don't know that bit yet, do we? So the price of feed wheat has, has come down into the low 120s. You know, the futures, I think, were trading um, 135.50, so that's about 125, 126 delivered store. Uh, if you're taking it to a port at the moment, one or two people, if they're short, are paying up to 131 delivered. So there is a premium being paid to the ports. So there is opportunity if you can be bothered to move it. Right, so it's kind of kind of like a tired old person who's who's looking at the uh, the weekend of the Elsham show ahead. Um, we, we're shortly going to have um, our guest is is related to the show, and we'll be talking a little bit about that. But we we at the end of harvest have kind of had enough of farmers. <laughs> but what we do is just to make ourselves feel even better is we invite them to the Elsham show and we give them lots of free beer and pork pies uh, and cakes and gin and and all sorts of other things. As luck would have it, the weather looks fantastic for it and we're going to have a very busy day. So we will be cheerful, we will be nice to you, we will give you lots of free drinks and we've even second-guessed what the weather was going to do and we've produced a whole load of doing grain sunglasses. So there's a limited edition of those. Those first come, first served will have the tastiest, sexiest sunglasses ever seen with doing grain written on the side, a collector's item. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. Hey, this is an advertising space. Reach hundreds of leaders of agriculture, mostly in Norfolk, by advertising here. It's surprisingly good value. If you're interested in finding out how much, email us hello at tinshedproductions.co.uk. Much, much cheaper than any local newspapers and straight into the ears of your potential customers. And now it's time for Farm Chat. This week, I've got with me the new El Presidente of the Aylesham Show, and it's Claire Buxton. Hello, Claire. Hello, Andrew. So how come you've become president? I think by default, really. I'm really a worker bee. And I've worked away at the show for many years. I first joined about 17 or 18 years ago on show council. And I thought I'd just be doing something like a little bit of flower arranging in the members, <laughs> something like that. And then somebody asked me to get involved with children's, and then things started growing from there. And just, then, just on the on the, the default, I'll pick up on the default thing. Just, okay. I mean, the the, the beauty of the Ashman Show is it doesn't just have Sir Andrew doing as as president. It has the whole mix of, of the good and the workers and, and the, the whole cross-section, doesn't it? Absolutely, and that reflects the show itself. It's a really friendly, democratic show. Yeah, I wanted I want that point to come in because it's, it is one of the best things is the friendliness and that underlying, you know, it's a, it's a shared experience, not just for the, for, for the title, isn't it? No, it's not just for the elite. Mm. And it's not just for the farming community either. It really reflects the whole area 
and uh, everybody involved associated trades and industry and uh, that's what makes it so special yeah so let's go back to the you you thought a couple of couple of hours doing a few daisies in the pot or whatever yeah. flower arranging is how how did it grow did they just give you more and more and the more well, you said yes no i noticed in those days i was working for what was an organic farm at mm-hmm. Saulmore, and i noticed that we hadn't got a food hall at yeah. the elstrom show and it was just when um Quite a lot of small food businesses were starting up in Norfolk, mm-hmm. and I suggested it. It was met with an air of caution, really, um, but we started off with quite a small flapping marquee. Yeah, I remember it. I remember because fa- um, Farm to Fork were in Oh, they were great supporters. Swannington yeah. Farm to Fork were yeah. fantastic. and uh, Good plug there, Rob. They were just getting going. <laughs> and the following year, we were given a bigger marquee because some... Uh, there was a government initiative, um, a food and farming initiative, which was to promote education of food yeah, and farming in is, schools. Yeah. And that helped us considerably. And we really, we got a whole area then. Yeah, food I mean, hall, well, it's now cookery theatre and a farming Is, is it discovery. even bigger this year or have you, you the same size as last year? Because it's a pretty, pretty hefty tent or marquee now, isn't it? Well, the food the hall has now are... got two marquees mm, yeah. and it's looking really smart. And we've moved the, the farming... Um, education tent has moved down to be near the agricultural lines in the countryside area mm-hmm. and is known as the food discovery tent okay so it's learning about where the, f- the origins of the food so what, that's, that's moving growing. that's moving back up towards the gate is it moving back up towards the lake okay so down to towards the, the main ring towards the main ring and turn right there's the agricultural okay. stands down okay. there just seeing if it's near towards us. the countryside area yes just a bit down from you Okay, I noticed. I've, I went down to the, the site yesterday to have a little look, right. and I noticed there's several posh tents who are going to try and take Art Crown as being the best agricultural show stand. Of course, because you won I want, uh, we've, best uh, trade stand. We've had a hat trick. Winner, winner, of winner. Of course, you have. All yeah, down to my wife. I will know add. That. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, Andrew Morton with the non-agricultural trade stand, the the, the dead centre of the show. He. <laughs> That's a joke. If anyone's listened to our podcast, you'll work it out. Um, but he won the non-agricultural three years on the trot as well. So we meet each other each year in the ring to collect our trophy. Oh, right. Oh, I should. Well, hopefully I will be. Maybe I'll be presenting again. Excellent. Well, yeah, that'll be you, won't it? <laughs> yes, yes. I hope so. But you never know. There's people trying harder. So so back to the, sorry, back to the food hall or halls. You've got. Do, do you have lots of people applying who can't get in? Or how does it work? Do you let everybody in? Um, try and keep it local and try and keep it pertinent to the show and we are looking at uh, people working within this area and using local produce there are a few that come from a little bit further afield Mm -hmm. but there's some really interesting range of produce in them and it ranges from wine to honey to baked goods if you like Um, crush oilseed rape Crush, yes. We've got about 30 stalls. Oh, fantastic. Altogether. Okay. And also there's the cookery theatre at the top, which is hosting several local chefs. We've got a chef from the Ingham Swan. Mm-hmm. And the highlight, a kit tells me, is the um, Ready Steady Cook competition, which takes place at lunchtime. And two brave souls from Arnold Keys, the sponsors, they will be taking on each other and they are given a collection of ingredients they've got no idea what they're going to get but it is a really entertaining and fast moving and very funny to watch and it's a great thing to go and do at lunchtime you can sit down 
and just enjoy your lunch and, and watch the show. Yeah, I'm, I tend to be standing up and handing out pints of beer at that time of the day. Uh, of course. And we've, we have got an unbelievably warm, sunny day ahead, haven't we? We're going to have a very busy show. I think show. we're going to be busy. And I think, it, I think it is, it's going to be... A record, isn't it? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, obviously. It's because the dynamic of the Alstom show profits go to... They go to charity. Yeah. And uh, last year we gave away just over 30,000 to to charities, again, predominantly local. Yeah. And we give away figures from £5,000 down to £250. And I would encourage anybody local who's running any sort of play group or something for their school, you can apply to the show in the autumn and we hand out the cheques in January. And that is a really worthwhile evening. It's fantastic. Do, do you know what? The, the, you know, I've never been on the committee. I've, I, uh, my support for the show has come financially and physically attending. I, I've my one of my favourite stories about the show. When I first set up my own business in two thousand and six, um, we used to go to the Elsham Show and, and have a look. And a, a local, uh, large organisation used to have a stand there, um, which went back to the previous company that they'd bought. And famously, they said in two thousand and seven. Um, they dropped the show and said it's not worth it for us which was like on a silver platter because I was able to say to all of the local great and good farmers who are part of the committee yeah we'll have that we'll have that stand of course you're worth it and it was a really big wonderful moment um, because we were the local guys and all right they're still in the in the village but you know they decided it wasn't worth doing so it's my support has come in the in the form of bunging money and having a tent there, giving free beer away. Oh, you've been a fantastic support, Andrew. And that. it's a great forum. As a social forum, people can get together and where you, you host it there. I think it is, that's an integral part of the show and it's very important to have, have people like you there. I haven't helped sales in the beer tent, have I? <laughs> no, perhaps not. But we do run out around about four <laughs> o'clock in the end. Oh, if, it's, if it's a sunny day. But, but the, the, what I was trying to get to is that the committee, the, the amount of work that goes into that show for one day is unbelievably large, isn't it? It is phenomenal and yeah. it is extraordinary. There are certain individuals, the amount of work, they're, they're mm. working all year round to get that show organised. Set up. Any of them been on? Any of them been on it this year by any chance? Yes. Show secretary yeah. David Hitcham was yeah. awarded BEM and the Queen's Honours. Absolutely, yeah, and very well deserved. Credit to David, but the team as well behind. I mean Simon Evans and and you know Mike Bush and and there's so many people there that well, you see. Simon, has, I mean Simon, our wonderful chairman, has just stepped back slightly this year, and mm-hmm. Mike Gamble has stepped in as chairman of the show. Okay. No, Mike Bush is main ring steward. Head bossy person. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And, he's always uh, been head bossy person. Well, he's organised my entry into the ring, okay. which is courtesy of Ben Burgess. We okay. have a remote control tractor. Okay. I'm having a practice run tomorrow morning. <laughs> they say I've only got to press a few buttons. <laughs> You'll be in the lake. <laughs> yes, I could be in the lake. <laughs> So, oh, well, that will be exciting, and I'm, I'm grateful to them, I must say. Yeah, but the, so the, there's a team of people who bung in, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks of work, and then... We oh, all, very much so. And all there's all the s- livestock entries to organise. Absolutely, and the uh, local guys with the cattle, the, at the end of harvest, everyone's kind of a little tired of it all, aren't they? And they've got to raise their efforts. Everyone pulls together in a community way, 
and then we hope and pray that it's going to be sunny. There's all of that. It all comes together. I mean, we have had, as you know, we have had some pretty dire weather in the past. Well, two, three, three years ago. Three or four years ago, wasn't it, with the Disaster. rain? Disaster. You know, we, we didn't move all of our beer. No one came. It was just, it rained oh. and rained and rained and rained. And, and one became marooned by mud. But on the other hand, lots of people turned up with their tractors, with ferrying people off the showground. We yeah. got all the livestock away. Um, yeah, no, uh, and everybody... the great community spirit kicked Yeah, in. all that effort didn't raise the charity money that we'd, that we'd like to have raised, and it didn't do... But, but when you have a good year... The, last year was, was an enormously big successful show yes, this year now we know we've got the running of weather being good you know we need everybody to come along don't we we do so what's in the main ring this year well we've got quite a variety um we've got the wildcat aerobatics at lunchtime which will be an aerial display over the showground so we'll be flying fairly, fairly low then health and safety <laughs> nil <laughs> buzz the crowd <laughs> but it's very emotive isn't it we're flying over the lake and then we're the I know the, Normal the Battle of Britain flight. No, no, it is. It's lovely. It really thing, is lovely. Yes. Uh, it's uh, which which leads on. You know, is is there's an old-fashioned aspect to it, whilst it is an incredibly modern show, and and we had a great conversation because we the, the message came through this morning that that for the the dinner on Saturday night, which we have a, a table at, and and it's like the old Baron's Ball at the, the Elsham Show dinner. It's fa- fabulous. Everyone's bragging about how many tons they produced, and if they had a swimming pool, they'd have a fight and fall in it. it it's just like Dallas of the 1980s but cash only because there's no signal from the Wi-Fi for the for the for the bar yes that is true Andrew uh, we the the signal on Blickling Park is extremely erratic so it is important for everyone to bring yes a good yeah, pocket cash. full of cash wad of cash so we've had a great conversation with the with the snowflakes in my office Josh Abby came out with reasons why it was so rubbish that you didn't that you couldn't use your card and I, and I just called them snowflakes, obviously, and, and, and said, no, just, just take £500, spend it all, actually have a wad in your pocket and, and spill money on the floor. Be old school. It's, I love it. I yes, think it's really no. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you've said all that. No, it's, it is very important. Yeah, no, and it's important anyway to have some cash on the showground because we, we will, on show day we will have, we've got cash machines, should be able to use a card coming in through the yeah. entrance gates, but it will be, it's, it's not reliable. And we've got some great attractions, main ring attractions. We've got uh, for the petrol heads, there's the Moto Stunts International, which are putting on a motorbike display. And the main um, horse display is the Stallions of Substance, which is a team of four sisters and their younger brother. And the younger brother is riding a motorbike, so that's, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Great fun to watch. Uh, uh, we have the Parade of the Harriers, uh, the Children's Sack Race, and at the end of the show, of course, the Parade by the Starting Handle Club. Lovely, which which is <laughs> even older than me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but the focus really in the afternoon is the Grand Parade when yeah. we get the livestock in and, and the cups are presented. Yeah, which which brings back to the, the general mood of the of the industry it's educating people isn't it yes it's it is. actually saying this is what agriculture is this is the quaint bit this is the reality bit and this is where it fits into the modern world absolutely it does a phenomenal and, job and fits into its local area and it yeah. all comes together and it, it, it's it's much it's more marvelous. of an agricultural show than the norfolk show because uh, it really absolutely. is hands-on right next to you everything's there and uh, kids absolutely love it. Don't yes, they? and we're very keen to get the children there. I mean, children 16 and under are free, so that's that's an important point. Parking's free. Yeah. Once you've paid your entrance ticket, that's it. You come in yeah. with cash, of course. 
Loads of cash. We have huge. We've had a huge increase in trade stands. We've got nearly a hundred trade stands. That does include a few of the charities. Yeah. What was used to be known as Petticoat Lane is now known as Market Lane because it makes more sense. And I think to young, yeah, yes, one of our modernising efforts. Where is Market Lane? As you come in the entrance gates, you sort of bear left, and it goes around there behind the wood. Okay. I, know, I, nice never get I never go there. I, I, no, I, simply, I never get up there. I come in, walk down to my tent, resignedly, go and buy a coffee, come back, and there I am. Until I present uh, the heavy so horse true. prize, when which we sponsor. And yeah. then I present a prize in the food for farming tent, if I'll not win it. And then I go and collect my trophy for winning the best stand. That's, that's my normal. <laughs> <laughs> You talk it up. Yes. <laughs> no, I, 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 I likelihood is we, we shouldn't get it another year on the drop. Who knows? <laughs> right, now, any minute now, we're going to have Ian uh, Webster join us because um, Ian is our beer connoisseur. And we've got a, we've got a, a beer. I'll, I'll, we've actually got one this week, which is very um, apt in the sense that they've just been bought by an Asian company or a Chinese company, a Green King beer, which most of us avoid most of the time. But um, we feel we ought to uh, drink it while it's still in UK ownership. So here he is. This is this is Claire. Hello, Ian. Hi, Claire. Morning. The reason I've, I've forced Ian to come out of the trading room this morning is is actually because he sat at his desk this morning, and looked a bit peaky. And he said, can we put the air conditioning on? It's a bit hot in here and it wasn't hot. And then we said, what's, what's wrong, Ian? <laughs> and, he, and he said... I had some dodgy sausages last night. He had some dodgy sausages. <laughs> and what was dodgy about them? I'd like to say it's my wife's doing with the cooking, but actually it was mine. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we're going to make Ian drink a beer. Do you want to try some, Claire? I know it's... Uh, Seven o'clock in the morning on a Just Friday. Just a sample. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's part of the roll, I'm afraid. <laughs> we'll give you the little glass. Thank you. With uh, just a pint in it. It tastes like Green King IPA. <laughs> mm. Very good. It's all right, isn't it? Yes, that's very enjoyable. Exactly. Friday morning, yes. Starting to drink early in the morning yeah. isn't such a bad thing, no, is it? No, it isn't. Is that any, any reaction? Mm, I like that. So has it, has it had any effect on your, on your tummy? <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm just about with it. I'm... Uh, Telling myself right for harvest, Andrew. I'm a committed soldier to the cause. Right, so, so Claire's our president this year at the show, and she says she's going to make a 40-minute speech impassioned about <laughs> local farmers and, and their um, generosity. What does the Alsham show mean to you? I love the show, I've got to say. It's one of the best days, not the best days of the year. That sounds really cheesy, but I do look forward to it. It's nice to see our farmers kick the tyres of them, we get the odd grumble, don't we? But um, you've had a few beers, so you actually kind of, uh, I shouldn't say, but you sort of uh, give them the odd fly swap. But no, it's it's really nice to see a load of farmers, see a load of friends as well. It does depend on the weather a little bit. Well, it does, but I, th- I think we look set fair this year, and it, it seems to me that a lot of people have, will have finished harvest as well, which is also quite important. Quite an emotive statement, that one. <laughs> <laughs> For those who haven't. For those who haven't, they I'm won't sorry. be at the show anyway, because I'll be cutting. No. Them, so don't worry about them. But uh, Ian's Ian's best day of the year, ironically, is standing next to two barrels of beer <laughs> with free pork pies and cakes. <laughs> No dodgy sausages. No. I do remember a couple of years ago we had the dinner before, which is always really good fun. It's, again, one of my favourite evenings. Um, and uh, it's really casual, it's good fun. But we did invite a farmer who I know is an avid listener 
and he was in the throes of harvest and he fell asleep during the meal. <laughs> Tough harvest. Yeah, I, absolutely. Just, uh, just, just reminded me something, actually. That your first date with your wife was at the Alsham Show, wasn't it? Come on, we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we can do. But it was a bit awkward, so the harvest student whilst she was here couldn't keep hands off me during the day-to-day <laughs> work when I went into the lab and uh, and I had to find a last-minute date, didn't I, to the uh, to the show. <laughs> He's in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, she knows this, she knows. Um, and I took her to the dinner. We, <clears throat> we had a really fun dinner, it was lovely. Yeah, except, she, except she turned for your, on the charm. Your, your father-in-law sitting directly opposite directly you, opposite, yeah, beady, staring at beady you. Beady-eyed, yeah, <laughs> checking me out. It's a bit awkward, the first date with your father-in-law in, in tow. But no, it was good fun. She um, she kept brimming my glass of wine right to the top, which yeah, I thought was quite immature. Yeah, a bit tipsy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. a good sign, early good first <laughs> sign. So uh, I think that was the moment that I probably had eyes for her, I suppose. Well done, Ian. I'm, I'm glad that the Alsham show has meant so much to so many people. Indeed, I had no idea it was. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> another know, who, role for the show. Who, who else? Who else will have their first date? Exactly. Yeah. What don't... romance will blossom? Exactly. Maybe you can bring that up in the speech. That'd be nice. To remain nameless, there was a speech. No pressure, Claire. <laughs> there was a speech that was mind-numbingly boring. That went, you know, that we did talk about earlier on. But we, it was just everyone was good-willed enough to kind of let let him run on until until the food had gone cold and the beer had got warm. Yeah, yeah timing is crucial, I think. I think there's a way, I, I want to say how much I echo what Ian said. I absolutely love the show. It's a fantastic show. And yeah. all the people involved with it. We're so proud of it, aren't we? So Yes, we are. I, very I, proud of it. I wish you really the, the best. I hope, I hope your speech goes swimmingly and it's, it's absolutely vibrant, full of life. Not too long. <laughs> <laughs> Just the right amount of time, and I hope you really enjoy the evening and being present. It's a great honour for you to be present, and I'm, I'm so pleased that, that you are. I think you're going to do a great job. Well, thank you very much, Andrew. I'm really heartened by that, and I will take all your advice in, in good part and, and listen to. We've, n- we've, we've never made it to the president's um, the president's uh, tea or whatever it is at the end of the show because we're completely zonked by the time we get there. We're laid out flat with no more voice left because we've had... Oh, fairly, you must come over. But yeah, we'll, 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 we'll supply I'll try you with a meal. And, no, you must come. You must come over yeah, there. And, I've probably and had about 17 pork pies by then. <laughs> <laughs> but no, good luck. I hope you have a really good show. Well, it's been most enjoyable, Andrew. It has. Thank you very much Thank indeed. You Thank very you very much. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they're released. Dew and Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, we can supply you with the best strategies to help you achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Call now on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewandgrain.co.uk or follow us on Twitter. We are at dewandgrain. The Dewing Grain Podcast is produced by Tinshed Productions in conjunction with East Coast Design Studio. 